calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chad, IGN's Destiny Show. Hi, everybody. Brian, we're launching a little bit late this week. Oh, well. No, 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 no. I actually want to apologize to everybody. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of responses on Twitter and everything. We thought that something from Destiny might launch during uh, PSX. PSX, so yeah. we, we waited, and uh, I kind of regret that decision now. Thank you for being so patient. But there's a lot of good news that came out of it. True. Though. We should also introduce our guest. This is Datto. Hello. Datto is joining nice us once back. again on the show. Uh, Datto, you've been on the show a few times. Thank you for joining us again. No it was problem. good seeing you this weekend, actually. Yeah. Very, very nice surprise. It's always brief, but uh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Sparrow Racing and some thoughts on it. We're going to talk about the Titan nerf, and we're going to talk about Challenge Mode. There's a lot to talk about, so I don't want to delay too long. So we're going to get right into it. Sparrow Racing. So off the top of the show, how do you feel about it, Brian? You've seen it. You didn't get to play it. We played it. it. So as an outsider who we didn't let come to PSX with us and play the the new mode, uh, what do you think? It's going to be a nice little thing until we get something next. That's it. Yeah, I'm not like super excited for it. Um, I don't think it's going to add too much to the game, but um, I've never been one for racing games anyway, so this isn't going to make too much of a difference for me in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice that they're adding it because I know a lot of people have been asking for it ever since we first got on the Sparrow. So yeah, It'd be cool. So, Dad, I'll come to you in just a second. But uh, when when it was announced during the the conference, I was kind of like, "Cool, where's the real announcement?" Like, where's the new mission, or where's the DLC coming? Uh, I was kind of surprised that it was just Sparrow Racing. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this is really cool. They're listening to the community. The community's asked for this forever. I just, I thought it was a a smaller announcement than I thought. It was just like the next festival festival of the Lost event. Right. Dado, how did you feel? Yeah, basically the, the same as you guys. You know, I think Sparrow Racing itself is cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just like you, I was just like, all right, Sparrow Racing, 
and yeah right <laughs> dot 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 and where's where's the other stuff so you know i i know sparrow racing is getting a little bit of flack i think for the wrong reasons like mm-hmm. sparrow racing itself is getting a lot of flack because it was the only thing announced and you know i think you should you should at least judge sparrow racing itself as its as its own entity but i can totally understand you know people being like where's where's everything else right there's all the stuff definitely but you know i think it'll be a i think it'll be a good activity it's a good thing it's good and bad depending on how you look at it that it's only around for three weeks because i think they can easily turn it into an iron banner style like event definitely in the future you know Mm -hmm. iron banner this week then next week got sparrow racing and then maybe in the future you know you have these like maybe month month and a half rotations of this these special events coming around every once in a while so yeah who knows you actually played it. Uh, how do you? What do you think about just how it feels? It feels really good. I mean, it, they, they didn't change anything about the sparrows at all. They still control the same way. Um, and you know, everyone thinks they know how to how to ride a sparrow pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get into these races and and you kind of mess with like the the boost gates and and all the turnings and and the obstacles and stuff, you know, it's like oh. All right, I got I got to change things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to I got to mess with some stuff. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it felt exactly how I thought something like this would feel. You know, it's yeah. Sparrow Racing, and it's done very very well. It's sim- very simple format, um, and it's honestly, it's probably one of the most balanced things in the game. Yeah, or that that will be in the game until they finally add weapons to the sparrows. Right, yeah, sparrow exactly. Racing. Yeah, uh, I, I really want like a boost, like power up or something that you could get. But I understand why they didn't do that. It's so everybody is like able to go the same speed, and it's really just about driving better than the other player. Right. I don't want to make it too no. much like Mario Kart. The th- yeah, the exactly. thing that I liked about the boost gates is that if you're in first place. And you're really, really good, and you're hitting every single gate. Mm-hmm. You're gonna stay in first place, mm-hmm. which is nice for those people who are really good. It can you show that they're gonna be, stay in first place. Yeah. But if you are missing those gates, then people do have a chance to actually catch up to you, which is you know it's it's nice to have like a glimmer of hope if the person in front of you is is messing up. Definitely, my experience with it at PSX was like uh, I was way behind uh, Sean, like a whole match. But then I like figured out the driving mechanics, and I really like honed in on those gates and hitting all of them. And uh, I actually managed to catch him like at the very end of the match. So it was like a really really close race, and uh, I passed him. And our times were like fifty seven seconds and fifty eight seconds. Like it was super super close. Like yeah, the, the yeah, races can stay pretty close, which yeah. is nice. It was really fun. Um, I do want to discuss some of the uh, distressing things that you actually discovered. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the the silver and how that's going to come into play? Right. So when when this event goes live, Tess is going to be selling Sparrow. She's going to be selling Horns, which I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's like crazy about the Horns. Uh, and she's also going to be selling the like the, a, a book and. So the Sparrow yeah. that you can buy is cosmetic. It's not better than anything that you can earn in the game. In fact, completing the first quest uh, from Amanda Holiday gets you a Sparrow that is equal to the Sparrows that Tess is selling, which yeah, are like- also equal to everything else in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's purely cosmetic. Costs 500 silver. Okay. To buy the cool-looking ones, right? For, right, for, for the yeah. super cool-looking ones. Mm-hmm. But my problem with that is that they're random. You're not, 
You're not like going to like a roster of sparrows and be like, oh, I really like how that one looks. Oh, the flames looks nice. Or, oh, the electricity around this one is cool. Mm-hmm. It's a completely random one. And I think that's going to turn off a lot of people from maybe wanting to invest in a sparrow if they don't know which one they're going to get. Maybe not everyone is too uh, happy about getting a hot pink mm-hmm. colored sparrow. You know, the, the randomness aspect of it is really, it really, really bothers me because like with the Festival of the Lost, I spent $40 on just uh, buying the the packs to make a video for IGN, and I never got two of the masks to complete the quests that it, like I didn't get the quest specific masks, which is all right. I needed. So then I'm like, okay, I'm not spending anymore. I'm gonna do the quest to get the candy. I just never got those. I never got the Cryptarch mask, so I couldn't finish the quest. And it was yeah. It's kind of strange that that yeah, they allow you to spend money. That's cool, but like you have all the dancing motes, and you can pick and choose which ones you want, but you can't buy quest specific items and right. now they're making you pay 500 silver which is five dollars right about, about yeah which is about five dollars to randomly get a sparrow so yeah and see the thing is i feel like they would make even more money if if that is the goal which i mean it probably is to, to make some amount of money if they let people choose their sparrow because you're gonna have way more people willing to you know spend 500 silver on a sparrow that they find really, really cool, mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, oh, I have to gamble to maybe get the one that I get? Screw that. Yeah, no it's it's a tactic that I, I really don't like. Like, I'm pretty unhappy that they implemented it. But uh, even more so, I have a problem with how they're... The book. The book, the book. that's $10. What is the Ten book? Ten bucks. Uh, Dad, I want you to tell us what this book is. Exactly. Yeah, so the book... I mean, the book itself is is a cool thing. It, it tracks, uh, you know, maybe like fastest lap times. It tracks your best overall time, mm-hmm. how many tricks you've done, um, you know. And there's uh, quests tied to it, correct? It, they're not so much quests. Mm-hmm. They're just additional objectives. So in the book, you know, you have additional objectives like complete the match in, you know, or, or complete a race in like under five minutes or something like that. Uh, do 100 total tricks, play 50 total races or, you know, just I'm just giving examples. Yeah. Um, some of those have cosmetic sparrow gear linked to them. Mm-hmm. Um, this sparrow gear is the same in terms of bonuses that you can get from any of the other legendary um, sparrow armor pieces that you can mm-hmm. get in the game. So it's strictly a cosmetic thing. If you want a like a cool looking racing suit, you can do those things. Um, so they're not so much quests. It's just like when you happen to get like you know when you get that under five minute time, you hit the little checkbox, and it you know gives like yeah you completed some part of the book. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a reward for completing 100% of the book. I actually that was like one of the few things I couldn't find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, you know, there's a bunch of armor pieces uh, within these little, like, little, like, challenges. Uh, there's a shader, and then there's also a sparrow. And the so, thing, the, so, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but the, the reason the book really bothers me is because this is a limited time event. So you're paying $10 for something they're literally going to take away from you, which is kind of mind-boggling that they would do that. I think for a now thing, right? Because if it gets popular enough, then they're going to bring it back. But, yeah, they'll bring it back. But for now, they've only said we're doing it for three weeks. What I don't like is that they're hiding your stats behind a paywall. That's that what too. I don't like. That as doesn't well. make sense because you just you have all these stats that you want to track, but they're just you have to pay for those stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's the one thing that I think should have been handled a little bit differently. Is yeah. like people like knowing their stats. Like 
this is obviously a game where it's like, oh yeah, what was what was your best lap time? Oh, let me just check the book. Yeah. Um, you know, what was your what was your best uh, total time? And you know, how many gates have you hit in one match? And all that and that kind of stuff. And you know, those those stats are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think something along the lines of like just giving everyone the book, but then hiding the legendary sparrow gear behind a paywall, mm-hmm. that would be a little bit more acceptable because. Right. People like those stats, and, and I think if they let you pick the sparrows, now, let's see how long it takes until <laughs> yeah. the community yeah. makes a website that's that tracks your stats. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's Destiny already tracker already probably right tracker is going to make some for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it should be uh, noted that we're recording this actually before the drop. Uh, we are recording this fire team chat a little bit early because we delayed our show from Friday to mm-hmm. Monday. So next week we could revisit this actually with a little bit more information. But for now, Dado, good catch on going to test in the tower uh, at PSX this weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, they, hey, they invited us to the tower, and me being me, and everyone else being everybody else, you know, just picking apart every single little detail. I must have annoyed the crap out of the live team asking all these <laughs> oh, very definitely. specific questions because I knew that there were going to be people asking like these really, really specific things. So I was just like, mm-hmm. give me everything you got. I want to know everything. I want this 100% right. Fun fact, they didn't let us go to the tower at all. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so they were just like, "How? Do, what do you think of racing? Oh, it's cool. All right, bye. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. So, it, oh, so got, I'm glad you were able to experience for, uh, that and capture it so that yeah. we have we have an idea of what to expect. Also, it should be noted that that experience probably isn't final, so we're going to see tomorrow what it looks like. Right. They, they, you know, they, they could make some, some stealth changes that we don't know about. We don't know mm-hmm. uh, until it goes live. Yeah. Speaking of big changes, the Titan. The Titan is finally going down. At least the Solar Titan is. I'm pretty excited about this, and I play a Titan. And the reason I'm excited about this is because I love Strikers. I love those arc grenades. I love... I'm very yeah. excited as a Warlock. That this as is a Warlock. <laughs> Uh, so the Titan is getting nerfed. Uh, Solar Titans specifically. Uh, uh, first of all, a positive thing. Melee range for all Titans is getting buffed. But so- Solar Titans, hammer damage resistance reduced 10%. Hammer travel speed reduced 1.32%. Hammer tracking reduced by 25%. Splash damage multiplier reduced by 20%. No more Flame Seeker plus one, plus one, plus one recovery and agility. Uh, Firekeeper does get a plus one recovery, though, and Cauterize now has a three-second cooldown. How do you feel about this, Brian, as a Warlock? Well, as I do also play a Titan, um, but mm-hmm. I made a Warlock. Um, the melee is nice. That's yeah. Gonna, that's, I mean, obviously, because T- no more TRX arms are yeah. a I'm little gonna, bit more. I'm going to talk about the Strikers in just a second and yeah. why that gets me super excited, but uh, I totally agree. They did need the the melee extension a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, this thing I still don't like is cauterize. The cooldown? Cool, I mean, it has a cooldown, yeah, but the whole, the whole thing just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Um, just you know, just like when he gets a kill and you're just. Did you have a problem with hungering blade in year one for blade dancers? Yeah, a lot of people. Oh, made yeah. Because that a was the exact, that's 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 exact same thing. Yeah. 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 Same issue there. Yeah. Um, you did. Yeah, but I mean. I don't see uh, like I don't see one point three percent to one point three two percent 
Yeah, travel speed. That's yeah. I mean, that's, that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna be noticeable, right? <laughs> no, that, I don't, I don't know. So. I mean, I, I wasn't. I was fine with the travel speed mm-hmm. in the, to begin with. Like how fast they were going wasn't wasn't the big problem. I want to know how they came to that number. Yeah, one point three two percent. I don't know. What? <laughs> now I'm worried. I made a typo. Like no, I remember it. No, it, it is that. that. It is that much. That's crazy. Yeah, it, unless it's, they it's made a, a typo. I think they must have play tested it and been like, okay, you can actually get out of the way, maybe. See, tracking's a good number, twenty-five percent. That's yeah. gonna be noticeable. Yeah. The but splash damage being reduced by twenty, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't I think that's good because I mean like one hammer almost felt like as strong as a Nova Bomb sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you got like and six. You, yeah, and you get like six. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, that's gonna be a huge difference. Definitely. Are you happy about the nerf data? I mean, speaking as a Titan, speaking as a player, obviously not, because it's awesome to be a, a, a sunbreaker and just hammer the crap out of everybody. But from you know, from a realistic point of view, you know, these are it's fine. I, I think it's going to be a little bit more balanced. I think sunbreakers are not going to be as completely trashed as everyone might think they're going to be. Like, oh, sunbreakers are garbage now. No, they're not. They're still really good. They didn't affect their. Uh, you know, the duration of it, they didn't affect mm-hmm. how many hammers you can throw, which was, a, a, I think, a big worry for a lot of people. Yeah. Both good and bad worry. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's fine. It's good. Yeah. I think it needed to happen at some point. Uh, I'm going to skip over strikers because I'm excited about them. Let's talk really quick about uh, Defender. Uh, melee, uh, their melee range is improved. Well, that's for all Titans, but uh, their Word of Dawn recharge grenade and melee abilities on supercast and uh, catapult lift has a faster initial velocity so that's just kind of a minor note about the defender class anything special there that either you guys notice i mean it's just nice because they're getting Mm -hmm. a boost in in some good categories because defenders yeah in any other you know pvp um is just not like viable there but it's should be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I like the initial velocity touch. I think that's good. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know how much five percent is really going to be. You know, I, I'll, I'll definitely play around with it, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to be that game changing, especially with Titan skating being mm-hmm. so popular that it is right now. You know, it yeah. would be. It would need a significant buff, I mm-hmm. think, for people to start taking catapult over increased control. Definitely. Seeing how passive Defender is already, having something that like just gives them something a little more offensive is going to be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but, nice. Just a nice little bonus. Yeah. Now, the one I'm really excited about, let's talk Striker Titans. Very, very happy about this. The Striker Titan is my favorite, favorite PvP class. Something I don't see people using much anymore, though. Uh, I actually ran trials last night, and I had a Striker Titan on my team, and he knew how to use it appropriately. Like, somebody pops Sunbreaker, he just nukes them and neutralizes them. And then we had a Night Stalker... Uh, hunter who would uh, you know you the trick is you see somebody pop hammers you hit them with the bow and their hammer goes away right so that worked really really well for us well we didn't go nine and oh but we went eight and one which is still pretty good you've ever gone yeah that's good <laughs> um i got carried anyway striker titans uh storm fist increased base damage 18.2 percent overload now also provides faster melee charge of 50 percent wow. buff there Discharge, additional damage, 7.69%. Also changed AOE to spherical shape. That's interesting. Huh. Uh, amplify, increased super energy bonus, 30%. Cool. Passives, Headstrong now also provides faster sprint. 
Transfusion, improved cooldown, five seconds to three seconds. Unstoppable now provides a total of plus two armor. So now they're even more unstoppable. Yeah, right? Uh, It also increases damage resistance by 25%. Uh, Juggernaut improves shield health, 14.3%. And Juggernaut now works when airborne. I don't know if Titans got nerfed. I think we're going to see more Striker Titans. Yeah, I mean, I've never had an issue with the Striker class. Um, being OP or anything in mm-hmm. PvP, so these changes seem—I don't know—I don't want to say unnecessary, but I mean, um, it's gonna be fine. It's not no nerf like the like the Sunbreaker. Mm-hmm. Dado, how do you feel about Strikers? Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, Strikers really weren't super popular until probably about Trials of Osiris because they're a great shutdown subclass. Like mm-hmm. Sunsinger pops up, cut them down. Blade Dancer's coming in, shut them down. Yeah. So it's always been great in that aspect, and they have a very, very good kit surrounding them. They have lightning grenades. They have uh, shoulder charge, you know, all, all these extra little bonuses to really round out their kit. And mm-hmm. I think this is just going to help it. And I think, you know, Headstrong now providing faster sprint is going to be a you know, it's a pretty, pretty good choice for people who really like that Titan skating, which is just becoming more and more popular. You're going to see Titans zipping around the map, especially with Mida coming back. Oof. So the bonus Can't agility wait. on that. Headstrong on top of this, full mm-hmm. agility build, they're going to be flying. Now give, um, give me Armamentarium Year 2, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I loved having double lightning nades. Especially yeah, me too. Because uh, you could like lock down a section of the map, like they cannot come through this area now because I have my lightning grenades laid out just right. Yeah, you know, and it it does a ton of damage. It's great for those objective based game modes, which I really enjoy. Um, and they're also very very good for trials for scaring people off mm-hmm. because it's such a big burst of damage. So Armentarium Year Two, Bravo! Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, nobody's gotten that yet, right? Like, that's not available no. anywhere. part of the game? I don't think it's part of the game. No, no. it's just they, they farmed out a bunch of data of all these year two exotics that are coming back, and Armamentarium's oh, right. on the list. But then Bungie's like, those data minings aren't yeah, exactly, 100% accurate. Exactly. We're hoping. So, we're yeah. hoping. Yeah. All right, so overall, I feel good about the Titans being nerfed in the solar aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about the Striker Titans, and not to see make I'm, a comeback. Pretty neutral on the defender. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. You I, don't, I don't think there's anything unreasonable here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think everything here is is very very reasonable. I hope it balances like everything out in multiplayer. Honestly, like that's that's my biggest hope. I'm surprised nobody's complained about warlocks with the the lightning because they're they seem pretty strong too. Like they are. It's really just easy that, to kill though. I mean, we're it's yeah. They, their armor get us from doesn't get a buff. We that's what it is. Yeah, they're they're easier to kill. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it's that Sunbreakers were so strong whenever they popped their super that everyone just focused all their attention on on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hear Storm that noise, you get a little scared. A, Tink, run. Yeah. yeah. Stormcaller lasts a long time if you spec for it, like oh, over yeah. 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And when nice. used correctly, like not just running into a group of enemies and hoping to landfall them, if you get a good activation, I mean, you're just basically as unstoppable as a Sunbreaker Titan. I just mm-hmm. don't think people have really come to terms with that yet and i think maybe maybe with the sunbreaker nerf you know you, you might see a little bit more complaining about storm callers coming in now yeah but we'll see you know it'll all balance out yeah we'll see moving on to our final topic uh we're going to talk about challenge mode now Dado, what is challenge mode and what was your issue with it <sighs> all right so challenge mode <laughs> 
is basically every week there a certain boss is going to have a challenge it's going to say on normal or hard mode whenever you pick king's fall it's going to say you have been challenged mm-hmm. and it'll say like war priest challenge it'll say golgoroth challenge it'll say oryx challenge um so a me me and a lot of my you know clan mates and a lot of my other peers being you know upper tier players mm-hmm. thought that this was actually going to present a challenge to us you know I, we figured that a challenge mode would be geared towards people who have a pretty you know good time in hard mode and who are looking for that next step up mm-hmm. our problem with war priest was that we did not get that extra step up and in fact the war priest challenge mode was basically the way that probably 80% of groups already do that encounter, Mm -hmm. which is basically you have a different person use the gaze each time. Mm -hmm. So I think they really underestimated how long they think that fight actually takes because most groups I know of and most groups I've been with, even just like taking uh, viewers along with me, Mm -hmm. have done it in two rotations. Yeah. So I feel like Bungie thinks that everyone's taking like three to four rotations on this boss. Mm-hmm. And that's really not the case. Right. So my yeah. issue with it was that it wasn't hard enough considering the name of challenge mode. That was my big problem. Secondary problem was yeah. that there's 320 loot hidden behind it. Right. <laughs> so that just made me look like the bad guys. Oh, you know, you want loot to be super hard to get. Mm-hmm. Not so much that. I think most people who cared about challenge mode, who really cared about challenge mode, did not care about the rewards. They just wanted the challenge. Yeah. So the the difficulty did not match the loot. And now, now that we know you're guaranteed a 320 item, what desire is there now to run the hard mode raid? Why not just wait for that boss to be the hard mode and then, you know, trade checkpoints? Yeah. So I think they, they completely killed any motivation to go do hard mode as well. Um, well, you, it's a gr- still a great way to get your 320 drops. It, it, it totally is. Not disagreeing with yeah. that. I was very happy to get a 320 artifact and a 320 Quillums. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of killed a lot of motivation for people to go run the hard mode, considering it doesn't really feel like these challenges are going to be that challenging for groups that are already clearing hard mode. I understand that. Uh, personally... I, I really enjoyed it. It gave me a reason to... I haven't actually done the hard ride yet. I haven't had too much... I kind of fell off there with Fallout and Rainbow Six and everything. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't done hard mode yet. I'm going to go try it out. So we ran through the beginning part, and uh, we did the War Priest Challenge, and it was pretty fun. It was, it was fun to have that extra little thing that you needed to do yeah. to complete the boss. And you got big rewards for it. So for me, it gave me a reason to come back to Destiny and play it again with some friends, and I had a really good time. I felt like for you, since you hadn't done the hard mode yet, mm-hmm. that going into War Priest, you were expecting a bigger challenge, and you got that because it was already harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, honestly, it wasn't that much more challenging, but I don't have an issue with more, that. You're right. It just adds, for me, challenge mode is just like, we're going to add this little thing that you have to figure out, and people figured it out pretty quickly. Um and got their big drops for it. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't really ruin anybody's strategy when mm-hmm. they're doing it. Because everybody's like Dado said, Dado said it's already running. People are already running it that way, so there's nothing new going on for mm-hmm. most people. But for the, you, you are already you know going into a harder mode. So that challenge was deeper for you. Mm-hmm. But for people, not by much, but yeah. not, not by much, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for most people who have been running the hard mode raid since it came out, yeah, it felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Because what it was. Over, wow. over 300,000 people had the emblem by the weekly update. And that's a lot. Does that make you jealous, though? Like, why is that a problem, is my it's, question. It's not so much a problem. Yeah. It's just that I don't think they should have called it challenge mode because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people at the higher end, challenge mode implies that some things are going to be just harder, whether it's a new mechanic thrown in or just the boss has more health or you do less damage mm-hmm. or you know something something else changes i, um, I know you've always talked about like data like you really want players to like earn those really cool rewards so do you think that might be a like just your philosophy on destiny in the, it, the world it probably is i mean I, mm-hmm. I come from a hardcore super hardcore world of warcraft rating background mm-hmm. there's I, i'm a very very small percentage of that population um it's not so much earning the gear it would be nice to do that but you know, I think that if you're gonna offer like the the toppest tier of PVE challenges, that three hundred thousand people sounds like a lot to have it done. Most people didn't even know that they were doing it. You know, I think when you're running a challenge mode within a couple of hours of it being out on LFG sites, mm-hmm. it didn't really live up to the name. That was my big problem: is that challenge mode did not live up to the name of challenge mode. Well, that we, was my big issue. We have a few minutes left. I know it's probably going to be released shortly after this episode comes out, but what do you think about Golgoroth? What do you think they're going to do there? Any thoughts? Well, they mentioned in the weekly update that uh, people who do the one orb strat might have a little bit of difficulty. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they didn't really give us too much, as is expected. I think um, you're going to have to use all the orbs. I think. I, I mean, I think that as well. I'm mm-hmm. just not sure how they're going to enforce it. A lot of people are thinking that everyone has to at least get the gaze one time, mm-hmm. which would be, you know. Very similar uh, to War Priest. That makes sense. Right. Ex- exactly. It's along the same lines. The problem is that they can't change the fight, any any of the fundamentals of the fight, right? They can't add a mechanic because then that changes the fight and it's not something that you can opt into. So it has to be something that you choose to go do during the fight that doesn't change the fight at all. And that's one of the main things that does that is everyone has to go grab the gaze at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's one person has to grab it in one single rotation, that would be a little bit more challenging for a lot of people. I think that would be an acceptable challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm thinking that it's just everyone's going to have to be the focus of Golgoroth's gaze at least one time. But anything that involves doing using all six orbs in one rotation would be, you know, more than welcome. Although for for my group, that's typically how we already do it. So I think, that, but I I think know that's what they're going to do because they specifically called out single orb strat, which is right. pretty yeah. easy. You know, if, they're like, we want you to do the mechanic the way we wanted it to, and this would reinforce that. If they, if they do end up doing going with the gaze, everybody having to hold it once, I think that's going to mess with a lot of people's strategies. Mm-hmm. One being because I have actually never done it. I've mm-hmm. played the raid many times, but I've never been gaze holder. Yeah, it's a lot um, of fun. It's yeah, fun. It's not so much. It's like it's not so much that I never didn't want, think it wasn't going to be fun. It's just like you get comfortable with something, and right. then that's what you do, mm-hmm. and then that's that's your position in the raid when you have like a specific group that runs it all the time, um, and you just don't mess that up by just doing by going and doing something else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great. I'm excited to try it out. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me. I yeah. think we're at the end of our yeah. show. Uh, Dado, thank you so much for joining me, yet, uh, yeah. joining us yet again here on Fireteam Chat. Uh, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me over at youtube.com slash Dado Does Destiny and uh, on the Twitters at Dado's Destiny. Brian? Brian X Bang on Twitter. That's it. So I've been streaming a lot more lately, and I actually wanted to call out my Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash the Destin channel, not Destiny, the Destin. As I wonder how many me. people are going to type that in and see yeah. if they get something. <laughs> uh, and also on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Destin channel. So you can find me there. And of course, on Twitter, at Destin Legary. I'm on there way too much. So if you ever want to reach out and just have a little chat with me there, uh, you can do, do so there. Some, some stuff that we're supposed to do at the end of the show is I uh, ask that you review it. Fran typically does this, so I'm going off script and I have no idea Doing what to what? say. Uh, review the, he does like the promos at the end. So hey, if you like Fireteam Chat, leave a review on iTunes. Oh. Go to yeah. ign.com slash store. We have t-shirts. I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> Buy t-shirts with Destin's face on it. No, no, no. It just says Fireteam Chat. They're actually oh. kind of cool. Uh, I like them a lot. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Dado, thank you again. Brian, thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You ready to do the outro? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Until next time, Guardians out. Guardians out. Wow. That was bad. Oh, boy. Hey there. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.